This is your right hand man, Q Dot. You are listening to the one and only, the magnificent, the omnipresent Northwest Convergence Zone. Stay tuned. This is Teeny Mussolini of Tacoma's original Roller Derby League, the Dockyard Derby Dames, and you're listening to the Northwest Convergence Zone. And this is Connie Pinko, and I'm also with Dockyard Derby Dame. Hi, I'm Rick Beatty, Master Spoonbell player, and you're listening to Northwest Convergence Zone. Coming to you from the heart of the Pacific Northwest, with mouths as big as the Columbia River, egos as tall as Mount Rainier, smooth as the drive from Vancouver, B.C. to Portland, Oregon, it's the Northwest Convergence Zone. Welcome everybody into the Northwest Convergence Zone show. Big D here with you as I am each and every week with my uh, with my fellow show members. Big Joe, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, just want to say, as always, greetings and overtime salutations yeah. from the South Campus of the University of Washington, <laughs> the city of destiny, Tacoma, Washington. Absolutely. And uh, Double D, how you doing? Great. It's a pleasure to be here. Good. Like always normal. good to have you here. Squeeze and the Saint and Wonder Boy is always over there working hard on whatever their electronics, their computers, their boards, all the things they do to to actually make it easy for us. We thank those guys. So, Gigawatts. Yeah, whatever it is, man. They, they've got lights and shit going on over there. I don't know. But uh, hey, big weekend here in uh, the South Sound. We got out and participated in some of it on Friday night. Uh, Squeeze and I went down to Jazz Bones. It was Voxy's birthday, so we got to see Voxy Vallejo do their thing and saw, of course, a bunch of our uh, brothers and sisters from other bands. And then from there, we went down to Hell's Kitchen, saw High Noon Horizon, and uh, Mom's Rocket was rocking the joint. Also, Atomic Outlaws. Good times on a Friday night. And then Saturday night, uh, Double D and I went out. And where'd we go? And our wives. Oh, wow. yeah, we, we had our wives with us. <laughs> yes. Forgot yes. about them. At least we forget. <laughs> yeah. You said that you forgot about your wife. You're in trouble. Now. I know. But, yeah. but uh, we went to the Tacoma Comedy Club. The the, the soft opening of the Tacoma, of the Comedy, Tacoma Club. Comedy Club. Great venue. Everybody needs to go down to the Tacoma Comedy Club. They have done a spectacular job down there, and they are going to make Tacoma proud. Yeah, don't go to the wrong TCC. <laughs> <laughs> yes not in the tcc auditorium right <laughs> but uh yeah we went down there it's a great venue we saw some a couple of funny local comedians and uh, they do it up right there they have nice seating great tables uh fine wait staff and uh drinks and food in fact uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh more about that later but uh from there we went down to the uh room formerly known as adrian and there was a benefit going on down there, and we saw Deborah Page, and saw Glenn Casebeer, and several. Uh, who else was there? A uh, Ben Fuller, and uh, from yeah, China he was Davis. There. Yeah, so lots of things. Good times <clears throat> once again in the South Sound. Everybody, get out and participate and enjoy. In fact, we stopped in at Bob's Java Jive, and there was a couple of guys—one uh, from Big Wheel Stunt Show and one from. Uh, from the legend of Bigfoot, so it's like everywhere you go, man, <laughs> running into folks. It's good times, like a big family, man. What? No Teddy? <laughs> I haven't, you know, I haven't seen Senior Haggerty in in quite some time. I, he might be laying low or something. But uh, anyway, uh, <clears throat> speaking of, you know, laying low and stuff, we've been laying low, not really discussing too much, uh, trying not to jinx this whole King Five voting thing. But uh, on October twenty fifth, which is a Monday. 
that is when they're going to announce the winners, the top five of our category. And we're crossing our fingers. We're really hopeful that we made it in the top five. And uh, just want to say whether we did or whether we didn't, there was a huge outpouring of support from people all across the South Sound and the Northwest in general and even across the country. <laughs> I even got emails from people in Scotland who said they voted for us. And so it was a worldwide thing, and we really, really appreciate it. And if and we the act- check is in the mail, but it's going to be only a penny apiece. <laughs> a penny <laughs> per vote. Penny <laughs> per vote. But uh, anyway, there's uh, also something going on right here in Tacoma that we want to bring to your attention, and we're going to interview them next week on our big Halloween special, so you want to tune in for that. But right now, going on down at the Freight House Square, uh, Thursdays through Sundays is the Black Lake Asylum Haunted House. It is in the basement of the Freight House Square. I didn't know it had a basement. Uh, it's a ha- You know what? That basement, forget the fact that this uh, Black Lake Asylum is set up down there. It's been known to be haunted for years. So hmm. add that to the creepy factor, and I ain't going. <laughs> I haven't been to a, a haunted house since I got kicked out of one when I was about 22. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go into that some other time. But anyway, everybody, Black Lake Asylum, it's a really good deal. I think it's $13 to get in, and $2 of that goes to the Mary Bridge Children's uh, Foundations. And they have, a, uh, they have a special effect down there in one of the rooms uh, that there are only three, I believe, in the country that are being used right now. And they do some fan, fantastic work down there. So everybody head down to the Black Lake Asylum if you're into the haunted thing. It's the only one we have in Tacoma. And they do a an amazing job. So, uh, hey, we had a really killer guest in here by the name of Master Q-Dot. Yes. And we had a nice conversation with him. Still independent, yeah, I'm so courageous In the Northwest, where I'm so with the rages Cool as the Rat Pack, Rap Sammy Davis See these city two shoes, that's good behavior Keep shit strapped like a Velcro fanny pack Just for the haters, league so major Freaks wanna creep, so they leave Now they flicks from their MySpace pages Did a lot of things they said couldn't be done Being from where I'm from, get yeah, the sun don't come But it rains, so rain or shine My rain don't shine, let it rain like Sean Kemp Landing a bomb hip, nah, I don't smoke shit Dead t-shirt on my frame, hanging just like a portrait I am lame, homie, that's some horse shit See what I'm saying? I ain't playing, homie Do what you will, you ain't cooler than this Matter of fact, ain't too many who can do it like this Can't too many do it truer than this I'm just doing my, doing my shit all right, the artist is, of course, Q Dot, and the name of that song is Super Fresh. And uh, we had to have him in the uh, studio today because we all want to know how to be super fresh. <laughs> Q Dot, welcome to the program, man. Thanks for having me down. It, it is good to have you in, finally. Uh, we've been big fans of yours for quite a while. And uh, I know you've been taking some downtime and working on a new project, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But tell us a little bit about uh, your journey as a rapper. Uh, a, a lot of references in Superfresh to the Northwest. It sounds yes. like you're a little bit Northwest proud there, and we like yes. that. Yes, indeed, man. It's now even more so, you know, than when I recorded the song. It it feels like there's a lot of the hip hop talent locally that are just kind of 
fire selling themselves off to other parts of the country, which is totally fine if that's what you feel you have to do. But I've always, you know, because of past experiences with major labels and stuff, it's been like, I'm going to stay home. I'm going to do it in the Northwest. I'm going to do it independently and hopefully contribute to a bigger cause of, you know, bringing a scene here. I mean, mm-hmm. or taking the scene that's already here and putting it out in the mainstream so the rest of the, the country and the world can see it. And so. how is the scene here? How, how, how is it? Uh, we've had uh, a few people in. We've had Lacosa, We had uh, Roderick. And, um, we're not real big in the rap community, but we're trying to get, you know, put our foot in there and let them know that, that you know, we, we like what they're doing. But how is, what is the state of the Northwest rap and hip-hop scene? It's Right now, in my opinion, it is the best time if you're a Northwest rapper to be in the Northwest. Cause now it's, you know, in terms of getting the word out, you have just about every paper has a hip hop writer. Um, you know, we've got s- stations like you guys, you know, Convergence Zone, we're supporting KEXP supports a lot of local music. Um, I have an internet radio station. We support a lot of local music. It's kind of the premise. It's like, you know, even two years ago, during hip-hop in Seattle, and unless you were kind of really upper echelon, it was hard to even get someone from Seattle Times or a stranger, Volcano or Weekly, to come and even take notice to you. And now mm-hmm. it, it's weird because everybody's leaving. A lot of the top talent <laughs> has left. But now there's all these tools right here for... Kind of created a vacuum a little bit. Right, yeah. it really kind of has. people in. What about playing live? Is there a premier venue uh, that uh, is here locally in the Northwest that uh, people can break out from? Um, There's really not too many venues, but there's been a lot of like show programs that have been created in the last few years that were designed to kind of just spotlight local hip-hop i know the corner was one and i was lucky enough to play the very last show it went on for two years you know no drama no fights no craziness it was just they they went to different venues and it'd be four or five guys what a tame rap concert right (laughs) go figure who knew it could happen especially in the northwest yeah exactly it definitely is it's I, i mean i'm really proud of it i mean there's more venues now than, of course, previously are open to the idea of bringing in hip-hop. And I think that's because the more that hip-hop grows out of its kind of little bubble, people start to get what is the good stuff and what is the bad stuff. And mm-hmm. it really boils down to who are the good people and who are the bad people. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, it's kind of self-filtering. And, you know, the people who, who are doing it right and are doing it well are getting chances to play at some of the bigger venues well, show box and so q dot good people because mm-hmm. he came straight from church i did a place that was a little unfamiliar to me this morning i'm sorry to say <laughs> now i want to ask you because uh you made reference a little earlier to uh the fact that you had talked to some major labels and i know that in 2002 you had a uh, discussion with Interscope Records, yeah. which is not a, that's not a small label. Right. What happened with that? V- that was a very interesting time in my life. I was 
17, 18 in college, went to Central Washington University. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> a lot drank, of hip-hoppers yeah, in Ellen, right? I drank. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was, well, I was going to say, I drank for a couple quarters there. <laughs> right? That's pretty much all you can do in Eber. Go did, did they ever invite you to rap and open for the rodeo? <laughs> Actually, yeah, they did. <laughs> I didn't, but they did ask me. That's When I was there, the first day we had orientation, it was a big freshman class up in the student union building doing this orientation thing and there was a rapper from Tacoma guy by the name of Caution and then they had this like cowboy rapper from Montana (laughs) no joke I'm dead serious and they were the presenters for the freshman orientation and they like rapped a lot and and then they had the nerve to ask if there are any rappers in the crowd so of course I'm like oh yeah I'm up me me so then you know I get up there and freestyle and stuff and you know that's kind of where people took notice to me at college and then i had you know just some basic recording equipment i put together like a little seven song demo and you know because we had free internet i just hit this when aol was still big so i just hit like (laughs) aol and like you know google not google it wasn't google then i aol'd as many label like personnel as i could and I found a few. One of them was a guy by the name of Shay at Interscope. And it was the craziest time. It was right before my spring break. Um, get a call on the phone from Shay. And Shay says, okay, Q, here's the deal. I know you're going on spring break, so go home and celebrate. We're going to fly you down to L.A. We're going to talk about your contract. We're going to talk about what we expect from you. We're going to talk about this advance, which was going to be around like a hundred thousand dollars and so here i am 18 years old like i'm about to be rich right yeah i just graduated Uh, right right i i I got my diploma it's it's a check at that at that moment i said i'm not coming back to school i'm not gonna do it no i'm gonna go down here to la do my thing and you know talk with these folks at interscope and at the same time there was interest from arista and epic for me doing production stuff but wow yeah it was still really cool but all this stuff didn't pan out and the interscope situation was one where they said they were going to send the tickets to my dorm so i come back from spring break no tickets and i wait a couple days no tickets and i wait a couple more days and no tickets so finally i go to the student union people i'm like asking the mail i'm going out <laughs> to the post office and and I, and I was kind of avoiding the inevitable. Right. And then I finally called Interscope, and Shay had been fired. Oh, no. So, and kind of in that world, if, wow, if your over. A&R rep gets fired, you're done. Yeah, wow, that's a tough break right yeah. there. Hey, well, uh, let's listen to uh, another one of your tunes. This is titled Music. This is off of Underground Railroad, which is the latest CD out by our guest today, Dot. Yeah. Yeah. Come 
feeling extra good. I want you to sing it like this. I can't get enough of this music. Of this music makes me feel so good. Listening to me, listening to me. Got me feeling kind of like sipping that blue. Sipping that blue. Come on and give it a try. Get into it. All right. Name of the track is Music Q Dot. Our guest. Uh, I find it interesting. Uh, that's some old school stuff right there. Yes. You know, you're kind yeah. of a throwback. Yeah. And uh, interestingly enough, you were named after Quincy Jones. Yes, Isn't I that was. correct? So, and there's a li- there's a lot of Quincy Jones influence. I would say in that tune right Very there. Very much. Were you a student yeah. of his? Uh, I mean, not not like have him as right. a teacher, but listen listen to his stuff and and f- find out what he was doing. I listened. Kind of by default, my dad is a huge music junkie. I mean, <laughs> everything from Quincy Jones to ACDC to Jimi Hendrix to James Brown. I like that guy already. He's got a room in the garage. The storage room is full of records. So growing up, you know, he'd come home daily, have himself a nice little sip to drink, and put on the records all night. <laughs> so that's kind of how I got introduced to guys like Quincy Jones and George Clinton and the Beatles and all these different groups and music styles but definitely like the old school kind of r&b funk that's just kind of where my heart is at and that's you know music wasn't going to be on my cd but i was convinced to put it on there because i did the little guitar solo and sing it and that's not what people really knew me for <laughs> yeah but you'd nice. like to branch out we'll talk about that yeah mm-hmm. i think that uh marvin gay was uh, up there somewhere saying yeah let's get it on <laughs> on that number <laughs> definitely <laughs> i wanted to ask you on your bio it said that uh you're a student of history you like history epic Love movies it. so i want to ask you with that in mind from history if there was somebody that you could see rap who would you like to see rap <laughs> and also from history if there was somebody that would rap who would you not like to see rap? <laughs> just anybody. If I could just have them Anyone get up and Napoleon, grab. George Washington. Oh, uh, man. Who, who, who could lay it who down the I, best? You know who I'd love to see rap? Because I think lyrically they would probably have something real dope to say. It's probably Harriet Tubman. There you oh, go. Yeah. yeah. She's probably got some substance. And a little reference back to the underground. Exactly. Yeah. If there was someone I didn't want to see rap though. <laughs> um, even though uh, you know, I love his history and historical epics and I'm a big history junkie. Um my man Leonidas, <laughs> King of Sparta. Yeah, yeah, he seemed yeah. really poetic in the movie right, 300, yeah, but yeah. after studying the dude, he, right. he wasn't so slick with the tongue. No, <laughs> yeah, no he no. can scream stuff about dying pretty well. Right? <laughs> right? Get him in a conversation and he's a caveman. Yeah. Right, yeah, it's, it's, it'd probably be a rap. Now, you're, uh, the name of your label is Trademarks Music Group. Now, yes. how, did you, how did you form that? Did you just, you decided not to go onto uh, a label just make your own and and how's that working for you it's working great um and i you know i came home from college heartbroken but i had all this kind of information i gathered from my guys at interscope and the people i talked to at epic and arista so um i wanted something that represented where i'm from so the tray being 253 or 25 tray whatever you want to call it i wanted something that was a signature trademark Mm-hmm. sound for this area's hip hop. So that's how I got the name and, you know, st- 
started out, we were a big conglomerate, and a lot of guys have gone on to produce hits that we worked with. We were all friends in high school, and mm-hmm. um, we worked on an initial CD that was called The Knockout Kings. It was a mixtape, and you know, from there, I mean, I look at the guys that were on it and where they're at now. Everybody's doing like really fabulous stuff, but because everybody moved on and did their own thing, you know, it was just everybody kind of pared down and but you know i've still been producing other artists and recording a lot of people and helping them get their stuff out it's with me and my partner reese who convinced me to put music on underground railroad well, thank you reese yeah, because <laughs> it wasn't going to go on there but he's you know and he doesn't really have a music background but he's one of those guys who just loves good music so you know, and he loves the business side, which has really been missing in the hip hop communities. Got a ton of creators, no facilitators. <laughs> right? Right. I got to ask you about your uh, internet radio show because yeah. I'm telling you, man, you got the pipes for the microphone for sure. <laughs> Thanks, so what do, you, what do you do on your show? Um, it's gojuiceradio.com. And the whole focus is, you know, to help Northwest urban music get out to the... Uh, to the mainstream and I started when I was living right down here above the Harmon uh, back in 07 and it had a freakish turnout it was getting like 20,000 listeners a month wow <laughs> just nice. by just setting it up I don't know what it was with the timing or what the case was but it just kind of blew up excuse me and I initially did it just to promote my own stuff I didn't really know too many people personally outside of my friends that did music mm-hmm but then we shut it down this past New Year's Eve and said we're going to reset it. And when we relaunch it, it's going to be a Northwest hip-hop thing. So we do a couple live shows every week. And then the rest of the time is just running on automation 24-7. Well, Double D would love to come in and lay down some raps for you. Double D, <laughs> you got to do it, man. Yeah. <laughs> Thumbs up. So, We're picking on Double D today. All right, well, hey, let's listen to another track off of the Underground Railroad. Our guest today, Q Dot. This is a great song called Frog Legs and Fish Grease. Yeah. It's your right hand man, Q Dot. I made this song for all my good girls. And all my fellas who date them good girls. I understand you want to keep it real good. Just one time, I'm trying to see y'all just get down for me, get loose with me. Bounce it like frog legs, pop it like fish grease, I'm trying to see you get down. Bounce it like frog legs, pop it like fish grease, I'm trying to see you get down. Bounce it like frog legs, pop it like fish grease, I'm trying to see you get down. Bounce it like frog legs, pop it like fish grease, I'm trying to see you get down. I got a girl who cook, Cause I be shit, goddamn if you give me blue balls I'll crack two threesomes, all my babies too 
Frog legs. All right, the name of the track, Frog Legs and <laughs> some fish grease right there. <laughs> yeah. Based on a true story. You know, down, in, down in New Orleans, you could get frog legs at a big grocery store down there called Schwagman's. Yes. Yeah. Loves oh, classic. Legs. Now, you're working on a video for that. I have got to see yes. this video. Oh, you are going to want to see it. When it is. Now, tell us about the video making process real quick, because I know you have one for Super Fresh, which is right. a great video, yeah, and really all of you, you should... Uh, go out there and check that out and um but the uh what's the process of picking a song to make a video Mm -hmm. and then you know laying down the uh the storyline and 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 you know rounding up the people to do it it sounds like it can be pretty daunting it is i mean music videos the end result is always fun to see but it is not fun to make it is because yeah you, you got to pick a song mm-hmm. that you feel like you could visually make something that'll be pretty cool for people to see and then it is coming up with a concept for it. what are we going to do i mean who are we going to get where are we going to shoot it at what time frame are we looking at is and there a but do you have a budget or is this all free like you you ask people to be oh in it? man you you know we have a budget but I mean, as much as we can get for free, we try to get because it can get expensive really fast. Yes. Yeah. So we yeah. try to pull resources together if we can. But you know, free, the, free is always the budget on the free Northwest is, Convergence song. Yeah. Free is for me. <laughs> now, do you submit? Uh, do you submit these to like BET or to um, you know like M- Yo? Well, I don't. Yo MTV Raps doesn't exist anymore. But right. MTV or any? How do you get this? Other than you know posting it on your website, uh-huh. how do you get this out to the people? Well, ironically, and I say ironically for a reason, I hired a radio and video promoter from Interscope of all labels, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you're paying them now, yeah. right? Right. So now Dave is a is a really good guy. I mean, he he's broken some of the biggest records in hip hop from Black Eyed Peas, Fifty Cent, Eminem. Mm-hmm. All of those like songs you hear, he's working them like as we speak. So he knows what's so, going on. He knows. I mean, my first video, Harder Than a Furnace, I was lucky mm-hmm. and got it on That's MTV. That's another good one. Yeah. Um, and I kind of just did it on the whim, but this guy's legit. <laughs> he's he's, he's well, the make or break. And I'll now. tell you, one of the things that I, I appreciate about you uh, is that, and, and this may go back to your dad with all of his records of all different genres, right. rock and, you know, jazz and blues and funk and soul uh we've seen you get up and uh, rap it a couple of times with the you know the sweet kiss mama Indeed. guys who are more southern they're southern rock mm-hmm. obviously uh what can we expect from your new project what are you working on with that and when is that going to be out well i'm hoping to put it out this time next year because what we want to do is get frog legs out and shoot a video for music and put that thing out and let it run for a while then group everything together and plan for the next cd but um it'll be interesting because i'm doing a lot more singing and playing the piano on this as opposed to just programming beats um a lot more funk old school sound and stuff but it's still very much me and it's still very much hip-hop it doesn't Mm -hmm. it's not so far left where it's kind of like i don't really know what to call this but it's it's more I would say, which each project, it becomes more and more pieces of me that I really love. So, right, right. You know. Going back to the history angle, uh, 50 years from now when KZOK is the classic hip-hop station. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is Double D on the microphone with your hip hop's latest what, hot. What do you What do you think they're going to be playing, Q? Oh man, they'll probably be playing a robots lot of robots. Be doing rap then? Probably <laughs> some, but some nerd will program a robot to like freestyle. But no, if it's the, the if it's the classic hip hop station, but if it's the classic hip hop station, if I had anything to do with the programming, it'd be a lot of hip hop from the '90s, the late '80s. And hopefully a whole lot of my stuff. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Because um, we're proud of the Q.253, man. Right. Hip-hop is doing some really cool stuff. I, I like musically now as opposed to before. So I'm just thinking, you know, as a young man, have you ever envisioned in the future, like when you're maybe my age or heading to grandpa stage, what what what's hip-hop going to be like then? Oh, man. That's what I, I, I do wonder that a lot. And... And that's the beautiful thing of it. Who knows Who what knows, it will be? Right? Because it has come a long way. You go back to the Sugar Hill Gang, right? Yeah. Which was, uh, I guess, officially the first one, right? And um, I mean, I remember when that hit, and we were stunned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were shocked. And you listen to it now, and it seems so it's slow. And it's still evolving, and ver- right? And very. I mean, it's still great, but it's just. You listen back now and you're like, man, this is slow and it's like very dragging. And, and of so course, forth. run DMC in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of things going on in the hip hop community, and one of them is our guest Q Dot. Now, uh, before we get on out of here, uh, we just want to ask you about growing up around here. Mm-hmm. What was your experience? Where did you grow up? Where did you go to high school? What's your background in the two five three? Oh, nice. Well, I was born in Tacoma, Tacoma General. <laughs> you know. July fifth of eighty three, but uh, grew up. In fe- uh, you just missed being a Yankee Doodle Dandy just by, by twenty two huh? minutes. Oh, literally, wow. right? <laughs> twenty two minutes. So you know, from there, uh, grew up in Federal Way, which was really interesting because that's when there was nothing there back in the you know mid late eighties, early nineties, and it just exploded, and the California wave came in, mm-hmm. and jobs started coming to Federal Way, and yeah. different. You know, backgrounds of people. And I remember going to high school. I went to Decatur High School. It's where I graduated from. And I remember there was this big map in the cafeteria um, of the world, and it was pins in like every country that was represented in the school. It was like over 100 countries. Wow. That were represented in my high school. And I was there in 2001 when I graduated. So right. who, who knows what it is now? And I'm sure there's a lot more pins on that board. Yeah, man. So it's, I remember hearing somewhere, I, I don't know if it's true, but it was like, I guess. Per volume, per city, it was the most diverse city in the state. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Because when the big boom happened and all the strip malls happened, they, a lot of those people right. came in and uh, were given business loans and so That's forth. Right. And they That's started right. all that stuff. So, That's right. Yeah, well, very good. Well, QDOT, we're big fans. Appreciate and, uh, you, when man. Your, uh, when your new stuff drops, as they say in the hip-hop That's community. right, when it drops. <laughs> you drop a new record. When you drop it, <laughs> drop on by here, and uh, we'll Indeed. definitely uh, promote it. And we're uh, we're proud of you. Thanks so much. Thank and you very great, much. Great, great stuff. Everybody check out Q dot and uh, you gotta didn't you say you have something coming up uh you're gonna be performing fairly soon yeah my brother and i you know we we do some some shows sporadically together he does a lot of stuff so he's planning one in seattle at a seven star lounge it's gonna be a kind of a monthly benefit type event so check it out on qdot's facebook stay informed and uh thanks so much man thank you man appreciate it and now it's time for our weekly update with what's going on at Hell's Kitchen. And here's Flash. 
Welcome to the Hell's Kitchen Update on the Northwest Convergence Zone. My name is Flash, and I will be your guide to this week's action at the South Sound's premier live music venue. This week, like every week, starts out with Tight Wad Tuesday. $2 wells, $2 for any beer, or $2 for two huge tacos. We open at 4 on Tuesday, so come on down after work for Tacoma's favorite Taco Tuesday, hands down. Wednesday, we have another installment of Working Man Wednesdays, offering two-for-one burgers, two, $2 tall cans, or a dozen wings for $5. DJ Rhinos on the Wheel of Steel from 6 to 8 p.m., and then live music kicks, in, kicks off after that. Thursday is $3 Thursday. We'd like to think of it as Tightwad Tuesday's older brother with $3 wells, $3 for any beer, or $3 for two hot dogs. The $3 cover starts at 8 p.m. for the show with 10 Miles of Bad Road, Sorted Sentinels, J-Mac Cadillac, and Menace. Friday is another free show Friday with music by Absence of Grace, Enemy Action, Mephitis, and Fused. With no cover all night long, this is a great place to start and finish your night of downtown bar hopping. Saturday is the grand opening party for Grit City Studios. It's a free show with Witchburn, Glimpse's last show, Post-Star Depression doing an acoustic set, From the Sea, Res Deus, and Job himself. This powerhouse lineup kicks off around 8 p.m., and there will be a free raffle to win some recording time at Grit City Studio. Hell's Kitchen is a 21-plus venue and is located downtown Tacoma at 928 Pacific Avenue. Our web address is www.hellskitchenonline.com, where you will find links to the current calendar, booking info, and all things HK. Remember to get out and vote yes on Initiative 1105. Let's get Washington State out of the liquor business. Hell's Kitchen, 928 Pacific Avenue in Tacoma, serving up rock since 2002. All right, everybody in the studio with us today, we have, well, some dames. And it's about time we had some dames in here to class this join up. Yeah. <laughs> Tacoma's own Dockyard Dames. It's a, uh, it's a fantastic league of women's roller derby. And it goes on right here in Tacoma. We have some great stuff that a lot of you don't know about. And uh, they throw it down at Pierce College most of the time. And I know they have an event coming up on the 23rd, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But we have Connie Pinko and Tini Mussolini in the studio with us. Gals, thanks for stopping by. Glad to be here. Thanks for having us. So tell us a little bit about the Dockyard Dames. Give us the history, first of all, of the Dockyard Dames as an organization and uh, how long you've been going and any kind of, uh, you know, major wins and, and milestones of this league. <laughs> We're still solvent. <laughs> That's <a major> win. <laughs> um, the Dockyard Derby Dames started in 2005. Um, we had our first full season in 2007, so we're headed into our fifth season with the conclusion of the bout this coming Saturday. So we're a local nonprofit. We're comprised of women roller derby skaters. It's all run by women, um, all run by the skaters for the skaters. Uh, and we are about women's empowerment, athleticism, and yes. occasionally elbowing each other in the face. <laughs> but that's not legal. That's that not would be legal. a penalty. You that will be... go to the box. Yes. But, yeah, but it still happens. Go to the penalty box. Uh, now, this is a flat track league as opposed to uh, like when I was growing up. We were talking about this earlier. Uh, tuning in late night on a Friday or Saturday night, we would see the uh, the old roller derbies where they had the uh, bank oval tracks. Now, explain the setup of a derby match and give us kind of the ABCs of how it goes down. Okay. So, yeah, we are a flat track. We're actually going to try and be a member of the national organization, which is the Women's Flat Track Roller Derby Association, or WIFTA. Um, and so, obviously, by the name, that's flat track, not bank track. Um, so, basically, we have a large oval on the floor. Typically, you have a sports court or a wooden floor laid down and you 
basically have two rings and you have to stay inside the lines. Um, you start with 10 players on the court. What, two of those are going to be your scorers and they're called jammers. The rest of your people are blockers. Two of those blockers are called pivots and they have a stripe on their helmet and they're sort of at the front of the pack and they try to kind of keep the pace of the pack, whether they want to run the pack or slow it. They're sort of doing some strategy up there, but ultimately they're your last line of defense. Typically, if the jammer gets through the rest of the blockers, it's their job to cream them and knock them out of bounds. And Which points, is a points position are, we both love. Yes, we <laughs> both love pivot. <laughs> and now points are scored by... The jammer passing every other opposing blocker. So the jammer has to get through the pack once mm -hmm. before she starts making points. And after she gets through the pack once, she can be either lead jammer if she got through the pack first mm -hmm. without any major penalties, um, or she's just nothing. Lead jammer is a really strategic position because now you can call off the jam at any point. Um, so if the other jammer gets ahead of you and you don't want her to score points, you can call it off. Otherwise, the jam is going to go for a full two minutes, and then they'll start another jam. And then on her second pass and every pass after that, every blocker from the other team that she passes legally, so inbounds without elbowing her in the face, tripping her or something, um, she gets a single point for. And she can get a single point if she passes the other jam as well and that, then you get all five points and that's called a grand slam and so uh typically at the end uh, a, a match like an entire match will last about how long an hour you an have hour. two 30 minute periods two 30 minute periods and what's a typical score uh, you know not that there's typical <laughs> but what's an average type scoring are we talking like in the you know uh, 50 to 40 or are we talking like 20 to, to 19 that really depends on the teams i mean there was just a, a record recently set in regionals and as far as the biggest discrepancy between points and i think one team had over 300 wow and the other team had about 30 i mean a typical <laughs> That's a blowout. We're, we're, we're not, yeah, we're not naming they, names. Well, or yeah, they're they playing the, uh, the elementary rollers. Yeah. Both, Did they both, forget their skates? Both amazing teams. Amazing Neither one of them was us. So we're not taking any credit. I'd, or... I'd say typically you're going to end up in 100 to 150 yeah. is, is not uncommon. So there are points being scored. At, I mean, because I'm thinking of... Uh, as far as audience participation and we're watching, you know, I mean, you go to a soccer game and sometimes it's like one nothing, <laughs> oh, no. zero zero, but there's, there's stuff's being racked up here. Yes. Cause so every there's time a reason the pack, to cheer. Yep. Definitely. Every time, time you get into the pack, you might be getting four or five points. And I think the most points ever scored is up, upwards of 20. Uh, Primp Daddy from Rat City yes. actually just set the record. Set the record. 39. 39 points in a single jam, which Within is Within two minutes. Did you say Primp Daddy? Yes. Primp Daddy's yeah. her name. She's from Rat... She's from she's, our sister she's a league to the north, Rat City. Oh, uh, great. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's 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 my uh, grandma's hometown, so I know a little bit about well, the Well, we know about the Rat City Rollers, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you, there's definitely a degree of physicality in what you do. So, in hockey, they got the goons, and they're the guys that usually lay the lumber on people when uh, the game is going on who are if you can mention any names who are the goons in your league and further do, what do they do that gets them into the penalty box well i can know one person i would label as a goon i love her to death but she's broken three of my ribs so i'm gonna definitely oh, wow. put her in that and that's my tie smasha who is on the trampires and one of teenies um <laughs> co-skaters co out there and she lays down some heavy hits i try to avoid them at all costs when she's coming at me i think probably the biggest 
penalty that a lot of us get is elbows. Mm -hmm. Um, that's because it's really hard to go in and hit somebody legally without elbowing. You have to keep your arms in. Um, so I think a lot of people, as you're first starting out, that's one of the easy penalties to get, um, is an elbow. What about, um, equipment? Because you're not out there on rollerblades. You guys are old school four wheel yes. set skates. That's awesome. Quad skates. And so, what's the uh, what's the skate of choice as far as equipment for everybody? Is there a particular one that everybody uses? Or that's a very personal question. Oh, it's not, yeah, <laughs> why are you asking about their equipment? I'm asking about the skates. The skates. That's um, wrong. These uh, are girls. These are gals. I thought there'd be, Leave their know, equipment I, alone. I can show you my I was, skates. Uh, but. Well, I was thinking, oh, wait. Minute. The, you know, <laughs> product endorsement, you know, if you can <laughs> skate with a certain skate that you get some dough because you're using their stuff. They're <laughs> I think everybody uses a little bit different skate. A lot of some people are using hockey boots for skating. Some people are using more of your speed skate. Um, it kind of just depends on your foot. If you have a really narrow foot, um, it depends on your weight. Um, so there's and a beyond, lot of, it goes yeah, beyond your boot. Then you have your, your, your plate. Everybody likes a different plate Everybody and then likes you know, the different hardness wheels. of your wheels and the width of your wheels. There's a lot of, a lot of options. And I think, <laughs> I think a lot of people go through a, a, a long period of figuring that out for themselves mm-hmm. too. I know I opened a Pandora's box last season where I decided I was going to try a new wheel. And then the next thing I knew, I wanted to try every wheel <laughs> and, and any wheel. I, I blamed everything on my wheels. Like, well, these wheels are horrible. I need another wheel. So you can spend some time tweaking your equipment as far as what Definitely. you use. You can spend yes. some time and some money there. It's pretty it's, expensive yeah. as a hobby. If you really want to get a good set of wheels and skates and plates and everything is putting you upwards almost, I mean, probably six, when, $700 when easily. I, when I bought my skates um, on the way home, I got a call from my uh, credit card saying, um, you don't usually spend $500 on roller skates. Is this really you? Yeah. Well, that's okay. Let's tackle that because this is a, a, a nonprofit, sort of an mm-hmm. independent league. And I know that uh, there is a charge to go and it seems like you do have some sponsors. Uh, I'm, I know it doesn't cover all the costs no. and so forth. So are you... Are you? I, I assume you're not paid employees. Oh no! <laughs> so do you? You have to pay for all your own equipment. You have to pay for. You know, you have to make your own time travel. for all of this. The travel yeah. and, and we pay dues. And, and you do pay dues. Every skater pays dues into the league that helps. I mean, and then the league helps ha- gives a budget to mm-hmm. each of our teams to help with uniforms mm. and some of the travel expenses potentially. But we all pick it up. A lot of it ourselves. That it doesn't cover everything well if anybody's interested and i think you should be the website is dockyardderbydames.com it's a great website and it gives you a lowdown of all the teams that are in the dockyard derby dames and uh their their calendars it has some pictures of them in action tells you uh what what does it typically cost to come to an event do if you buy in advance on brownpapertickets.com, yes, it'll ding, cost nice you. Plug. It'll cost you twelve dollars. If you are like me and make your plans, you know, Saturday morning, it'll cost you fifteen at the door. So, but I, I understand you guys are pulling down really good crowds. Yeah, definitely uh, hundreds, and I've even heard upwards into like around a thousand for our championship bouts. Mm-hmm. We usually pull in 
the last season we had about 1500 1500 and this has got to be a lot of just word of mouth friends um you know putting up flyers around town and so forth and uh because i mean i hey i've been to some tacoma rainier games where there weren't a thousand people there (laughs) but don't worry we still have more places you can sit absolutely yeah everybody needs to show up and and support these gals now name Name of the participants is a big deal mm-hmm. in roller derby. I want to run down some of these. You have Rocky Hard Place, uh, of course, Connie Pinko. You have Dakota Stroya. Is that how you Dakota say it? Dakota Destroya. De- oh, D- yeah, Dakota Destroya. Uh, Morna Handful, Razzle Jazzle, uh, <laughs> Sister Slaughter, Slamburger Patty, Snob <laughs> Zombie, um, you know, Teeny Mussolini, Twiggy Small, the list goes on. And I know you have, uh, you know, the, a lot of the teams that you play have great names as well. And it, this is a, this has been going on for a long time. These names that you come up with. Tell us about the process. Uh, is there a data bank that you go to or do you come up with it on your own? And, and then you said, I think earlier uh, when we were talking, you some, try to register this name. How, how does that work? Um, cause I want one. You want one? Yeah. Well, you just have to come up with one. Basically, you start, I mean, how you come up with your name as a derby girl is probably one of those very personal things. You kind of look at your personality and think, who do I want to be in my alter ego? Um, and then everybody kind of gives you some ideas. Everybody contributes and helps. And I know that when I was first started, I was trying to come up with lots of different names and came up with three or four and rant bounce them off people and said, which one do you like better? I think a lot of people do that. We all submit names that we come up with on a list that we keep internally just in case somebody's having a really hard time thinking of something. We have a list of from all those people on our team that are really creative. Um, But then once you kind of settle on one, you do have to send it into a national registry to make sure that nobody else has that name or anything too close um, and get it approved before it becomes your official name. Do you pay for this? No. Once they say, yeah, that's your name, then that's it. That's your name. That's your name. You can't like resubmit later or... You can do that. But you probably wouldn't want to. Don't want you to do yeah, that, okay. but nobody that way can poach your name. Right. So it wouldn't be that if your your alter ego was nice, that then you would change your name and go to the alter ego of uh, kind of the more evil. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're, you're not changing identity. <laughs> I want to ask you: um, in the old days, roller derby, it was TV and it was the bank tracks. Um, now, have you guys ever been approached in your league or any of the leagues? Because I think it would translate to TV. Do you think it would translate? to TV, and if it did, obviously would have to be some money in it, right? (laughs) Yeah, um, I know that we have some things in the work with uh, getting it on uh, public TV here in Tacoma, specifically. Um, There's also, it does look great on TV. There's a wonderful woman. Should at least be on, uh, like, Comcast Local or um, the Click Network or something. I mean, there's no reason it's not on there already. No, I think think that will be coming to you in season five. Um, We have a woman that does videotape a lot of our bouts she does a great job um i'm not sure where they go online rollersporttv.net i believe if you check if you just type in rollersport tv you can find a lot of our bouts and a lot of bouts uh, locally especially and there's another one derby news network and they have um live coverage of all the regional tournaments um and they'll have a live feed of championships in november out of chicago great great yeah now uh i want to ask you guys this just as individuals uh connie and um, Teeny. Just 
<laughs> this is obviously an alter ego drive, thing of yours. How, how did you personally <laughs> decide to get into this? Um, what was your, you know, because it is a little bit different than the norm. You know, it's not like you picked up a soccer ball and said, I think I'm going to go play some women's soccer. It's like, no, I'm going to go roller derby. You're not playing tennis down So what, 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 you know, as much as you want, what do you like in your real life? And then well, what do you turn into when you become Florida, your alter ego roller derbying? And <laughs> what prompted you to go this route? Do you want to take it first, Tini? Sure. You looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got into it I uh, in 2007. I went to a bout with a friend of mine. And like most people at their first derby bout, I sat there not knowing anything that was happening. People were just skating fast and turning left. And, and I don't know. It looked like so much fun. I had no idea that these Could you skate already? Like you were a pretty good skater out there rollerblading or something? No. <laughs> I don't think I was bad. But I mean, I really hadn't skated since sixth grade. You know, that's what you did on a Friday night kind of thing. But, you know, I, I loosely knew someone on the league, like through a co-worker's wife kind of connection. Found out that tryouts were in a couple weeks and showed up on a Sunday morning and borrowed all my gear. Used this, the, you know... Roller skating like, rinks, like skates, and like fumbled around for a couple hours, and 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 it's all history. And it's all history. When you're not roll, when you're not doing the roller derby, I assume you have to lead a normal. You have a job. You go just do your thing. We're normal people. Yes. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Okay, maybe not not entirely normal, but yeah. I mean, what what's nice about derby is it definitely it's. It's so much better than the gym for me. We have a lot of practice time. We practice a lot. We work, we're working out a lot. So you stay in shape. You have this great camaraderie with a, a great group of women that also maybe I wouldn't have met a lot of these women any other way because we all come from really different backgrounds. There's teachers and nurses and artists and lawyers. And um, I don't know where I would have bumped into these people elsewhere. So, Connie? Um, I... First came into Derby back in like 2005, I think, 2004, somewhere around there. It's been a while. Um, went to see some Rat City bouts. Fell in love with Derby Liberation Front. Was a total DLF fan. Went to every single Rat City bout. Um, and thought, I could do that. Um, of course, I had never skated before in my entire life. Didn't own skates. Had never put skates on my feet. But I was like, it can't be that hard. It's just like walking on wheels. It can't be that hard. Turn left. Um, yeah, it was a lot harder than that. I fell down a lot. Um, so I joined Holy Rollers actually originally i started with Oli, um skated with them for three or four years and only actually transferred up here to dockyard about a year and a half ago this is my first full season with dockyard i joined halfway through the last season in time for my team to take championships yes and um i'm an attorney normally so this is a total wow. ego for me um used to be a complete punk Do you ever get one of your clients you ever you ever standing there one of the, somebody from the other team is on this, like the defense. Or no, luckily no. <laughs> um, Your Honor, she gave me an elbow last night, and this is a not fair. Um, so yeah, this was sort of getting back to what I was back when I was a little punk in college, um, and I was a way to get all that aggression out, spend the whole day working hard, building up stress, and go a way to relieve it at the end of the night. Um, I also think it's a way to sort of push back on society and ask society to take a good look at themselves and say, 
say, what are your typical expectations of women? You know what? I don't care what your expectations are. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And it's a great way for women to build confidence. It's a great, it's a great sort of way to emerge out of yourself. And that's why I, I love it is I've always been a very strong, confident person. And this was a great way to sort of talk to other women and help other women feel that same confidence and really push the boundaries this of society and say, you need to think about people in a little bit different way. Don't give them the stereotypes. I think, I think Derby in general, I think we straddle the line sometimes between empowerment or, or um, that empowerment of women and a bit of object, objectification of women and we embrace sort of both sides, which I think is really um, a powerful tool in Derby and I think it's a sport that does it unlike any other women's sport. Right. Because um, there's a lot of spectacle and derby. There's a lot of theater, but it's real work too. It's yes. not. We're not faking it out there. Right. <laughs> it's real broken bones. It's real blood, and it's a lot, a lot of work. I mean, four or five days a week, we're training for two hours a day. Connie and Tini, you're in the all-star portion of your season right now. How are the all-star positions voted on? How do they come to that? And also, is there a league MVP every year? Yes. You actually have our league MVP sitting right here beside me. Miss Tini Mussolini. Yeah, see, that was a setup question. She's the goon. Thanks, guys. So the website is Dockyard Derby Day. Games.com. There is a match on October 23rd at Pierce College. What time? What time do you guys kick off? Skate off or whatever you call it. Doors are at five. The bout starts at six. And then you were telling me earlier uh, you have something coming up, a uh, some sort of burlesque thing. Yes, my team. I'm on the Femme Fiona. Guys. Um, is having a fundraiser in December, December 17th. We were doing a burlesque night with the sultry Femme Fiona, trying to raise some money. So if you want to see some of the Femme Fiona, take it all off for some money come on down um it'll be at the fulcrum gallery here in tacoma and tickets will go on sale the end of this week on brown paper tickets yeah, all the guys just left it's not till December guys come on down man jeez please no uh okay before we get out of here i, I do want to ask you that question because um you know as a kid growing up like i said i watched some of it on tv it was like black and white back then you know but uh, there was this sort of um uh, uh, titillation of the gals in their, you know, their roller derby outfits, and I think they played that up. But there was also the um, just the brute force of back then giving elbows and going like was going over railings and just people, girls getting. It was it was like this weird sort of dimension of femininity uh, as a guy that I wasn't accustomed to because gals were supposed to be a certain way, and it was, here were these gals who were quite sexy, but they were very aggressive and they were very powerful at the same time. Uh, and you alluded to the fact that you guys do kind of play up to both of that. And how comfortable are you with that? I think that's an individual thing, too. I think in our league, we celebrate whichever way a lady wants to go. So we can have the goons 
who want to be the tough lady that's going to put you in a headlock and right. maybe aren't as, as alluring. I like to, I like, I like to consider some, myself in that category. Too, uh, you know, but every two each is all. Some people and there's really definitely like that. the ladies that are are still um, very strong, very capable, and can skate in a tutu and look fantastic while they do it. So, um, uh, well, we think you guys are both beautiful. So, uh, but before we get out of here, we have to address something. Uh, we got we got Double D's mic on. All right, Double D, step up to the mic. Yeah, I'm here. Um, we here at the Northwest Convergence Zone show would like to get involved a little bit with your league and um, whether it be at a practice or during a halftime or whatever we'd like to throw down a challenge alright we've never backed away from a challenge oh very good we, because we would like to come out and we would like to put up double D as a what do you, what do you want to be I want to try to be a jammer okay double D for whether, like I said, whether it be in practice or whatever, Just a practice or something, don't we'd kill like to put, me. We'd like to put no, got kill him. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> we would like we'll to make put a waiver. We okay. want to put our double D as a jammer and see in you know a certain amount of period of time how many points he can score. Have you ever skated before? That's up to you guys to find out. You guys have to figure oh, it out. Okay. Can we can we take bets in the room? Yes. I'm curious can we put whatever blockers we want up Absolutely. against? Absolutely. Oh, you're so got my tie smash it going on. <laughs> and and all bets are off. Elbows are legal. Headlocks are legal. <laughs> For me. Oh. For me. But you guys can't. No elbows for no, you guys. No, but seriously, it, I think it would be fun to come out, uh, whether it be a practice or something, if we could set that up. And we'll bring a camera out. Uh, we'll videotape it. Uh, we'll even do a little play-by-play. And, and as for a matter of fact, I can skate. I yeah. think we can work this. Mm-hmm. I can. Double D grew up. His dad owned, um, what was the name of it? The Spinning, spinning Wheels. Spinning Wheels. Oh. And every day after school, this boy uh, went and skated, and he's, he's had a dream. I've always had, had, a dream dream had a dream to skate against the Roller so Derby Girls. The All right. <laughs> we can make that happen. Yeah. Since Great. I was 12 years old. This is a make-a-wish yeah. moment. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Our poor Double D is dying. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, I've got my skates in my truck, so we can go right now. Oh, we got practice tonight, 8 I to 10. 8 to 10? Okay. Oh. okay. Sorry, guys. I'm out of here. Night. All right. Everybody out there, stay tuned because we are going to follow up on this. October 23rd, though, is when you can go and see the Dockyard Dames do their thing. It's at Pierce College. Uh, also, the website is DockyardDerbyDames.com. Connie and Teeny, thank you so much for coming in, and we can't wait to get out and see you do your thing. Best of luck in the upcoming match and everything else you guys do. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. So what do you think about the Dockyard Dames? They were great. Oh, that, I, am, yeah. I tell you, I'm excited now, A, to go to, what, do, they, do they call them matches? Bouts. Bouts. I'm excited to go to a bout. I am too. And what I'm really excited about <laughs> is watching Double D roll it down with the girls. Yeah, yes. the challenge of yeah. The Double challenge D. was thrown down. They accepted. I didn't think they would do it. Well, uh, I really didn't. Have to, they, they wouldn't want to be chicken or anything. Uh, all I'm saying, buddy, is you better invest in a jockstrap and a cup. I'm I'm excited to go. Hopefully uh, next weekend because 
that brings back so many memories from when I was a kid watching roller derby on TV, and I'd really like to see it. See it, Joni Weston, the blonde, the blonde bombshell, blip, blip, blip. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> uh, the the blonde Amazon. Yeah. Uh, you know, classic, yeah, uh, good times all around. Yeah, that, everybody get out and support. It's a lot of fun. Support our local uh, teams. I mean, you know about the Rainiers, and you know about all these different things, but you know the dockyard uh, derby dames. That those are Tacoma girls, and it's no joke. They're out there serious, and uh, they're playing oh, yeah. hard. They're working hard. Yeah, this is no uh, this is no role for show. These no. guys are really these gals are really doing it. So thanks to them for coming in, and uh, hopefully you get out and see them. Join the crowd. They they draw good crowds out there at Pierce, and you need to be part of it. So that's going to conclude part one of uh, our podcast this week. Hang on, we'll be right back with part two. <laughs>